With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, welcome everyone to a very special episode of the Theatre Thoughts podcast. I, I know I say that every episode, I know I go, oh, we have a very special guest for you today. It's because every episode on the Theatre Thoughts podcast is special to me. Uh, when I first started the Theatre Thoughts podcast, it was more of an accompaniment to uh, the Theatre Thoughts website, which I started in oh, around 2018. you think I would know exactly when I started um, this journey, but because I took some time off overseas and then obviously COVID time is a surreal concept and it eludes me now. Um, But anyway, uh, the Theatre Thoughts podcast is very special to me and I hope you've enjoyed listening. But I digress. So uh, the first thing I need to note is on this podcast, uh, you might hear a bit of a difference in the sound quality. Um, it's because I've recently moved house and uh, and so I'm, I'm, ch- I'm trying to get used to this new setup within this new space. It's only like a small one bedroom, so there's not a lot of space to go. Um, it's because I've moved up to Sydney, which has been a very long-term goal of mine. Um, I didn't think I would actually do it. It's a big step, so I'm keen to get more involved in the Sydney theatre scene and obviously bring you all, uh, my loyal listeners, more theatre as the days go by, but you will hear a bit of a difference in the sound quality, so you're going to have to bear with me while I get it all set up. However, back to the main topic at hand. Today's episode, today's episode of the Theatre Thoughts podcast, I'm bringing you four amazing theatre podcasts from around the world, both Australia and internationally, that's what around the world means, uh, who focus on theatre in some form or some capacity, um, talking about the theatre industry, talking to people in the theatre industry, talking amongst themselves, sharing stories and so on. So I reached out to them all and I pitched them the question, what is your favourite theatre moment? Or what is a moment to you that stands out to you whenever you think about theatre? So I have a couple of theatre podcasts to bring to you today. The first one is a musical theatre podcast hosted by Jeffrey Scott Parsons. He's an international um, LA-based podcaster. And he will talk you through his story um, of Ragtime, one of his favourite theatre moments. I also have the Australian hosts of the Stage Door podcast, Miss Tori Bullard and Eliza Gunther. They have a very bright and bubbly um, conversation about one of their <laughs> one of their hilarious moments in theatre, um, which I'm sure you'll get a kick out of. And then we also have the Theatre Podcast hosted by Alan Seals. Now, he is over in the States as well, and he has this really beautiful in-depth discussion about why he loves theatre and the magic of theatre to him. 
And then last but not least, we have the Don't Be So Dramatic podcast hosted by my friend, Rachel Baker. And she will talk to you through one of her earliest memories of, um, of theatre. And I hope you enjoy that as well. She, she shares some moments in her childhood, um, some uh, that you might resonate with, especially if you grew up in Australia loving Disney, especially Disney on Ice. There's a story in there that I'm sure will give you a chuckle. Well, I guess that leaves us with nothing else to do except to kick this episode off. So, Maestro, cue the music. Welcome everyone to the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. My name's Justin, or you can call me Stin. On today's episode, we have a cumulative episode of sorts. It's a very special episode of four different podcasts from around the world that I've given them the same question. I've asked them, what is your favourite theatre moment? We have these four different creators who will each answer that question in their own way, and you'll be able to sit back and listen to a bit of a variety of what is out there in the world and start to gain a bit of international perspective on people's thoughts on theatre. You can find all the links to all of these creators on our bio in today's episode. So, please sit back, relax, and as usual, switch on those thoughts and get ready for this very unique episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Right, well, let's kick this thing off. So, first up, we have Jeffrey Scott Parsons from Musical Theatre Podcast to talk about his most profound experiences that he feels he's ever had in theatre. So, this is when he saw the original production of Ragtime on Broadway. Now, a little bit about the Musical Theatre Podcast before we listen to him tell us his story. So, it's hosted by uh, Jeffrey Scott Parsons. As I said, you can follow them on at a musical podcast. So, at a musical podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And the Musical Theatre Podcast tries to get to the heart of what makes musicals create an emotional and cultural impact. So that basically means that he talks a lot about the history and the context of musicals, but most of all, the feelings of it. So he likes to say that it's kind of like a theatre church. Every episode features a guest with a connection to the show in some ways, and he's personally very, very proud of this episode. I'm going to actually feature in one of his episodes. Uh, where I discuss A Boy From Oz. You can keep an eye on our socials to see when I share that episode um, and you can hear me and him have a bit of a chat. But apart from that, let's listen to his story about seeing Ragtime on Broadway for the first time, one of his most profound theatre experiences. All right, I got to share my experience of seeing the show. Um, So I'm, at this point, I think I'm like 17 in New York. Uh, with a group going to see shows and my my father had just passed away and I talked about this on the Lion King episode because I was you know being in the theater and watching He Lives in You and all of the Mufasa Mm. stuff like it felt like the message that I needed to hear and then I went to Ragtime and from the second the piano started the show just like broke me open Mm. and I mourned the death of my dad for like three hours, those three wow. hours. And uh, respectfully, in like a new Rochelle sort of way, just to be clear, the people <laughs> around me were not disrupted. <laughs> but uh, but at the end of the show, I was so moved and kind of exhausted. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was sitting in the mezzanine. And I got up to leave and I couldn't see because like, because <laughs> there were so many tears in my eyes. So like I ducked behind the door 
to exit, to like kind of gather myself. And this, <clears throat> and this sweet usher lady came up to me and was like, are you okay, honey? And, oh. and I was like, oh, you know, I just, I think I didn't want to say anything, but I'm like, I, I think that maybe just the show made me emotional. Oh. And she put her arm around me and she's like, oh. yeah, I understand. It does the same thing for me. Mm. That's so beautiful. It is. It's so beautiful because like what makes me emotional isn't even <clears throat> what I was going through at the time, but this moment of connection between right. <laughs> two strangers for a moment in That's the darkness, what the show's right? About. Yeah. Yeah. And Absolutely. um and the fact that like theater enabled that mm. is one of the most profound experiences I've ever had in 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 the theater. Wow. It was so it was so instructional for what I would end up doing for the rest of my life, you know? That was Jeffrey Scott Parsons talking to us from his episode of a musical theatre podcast about him seeing Ragtime for the first time on Broadway. But let's jump back to Australia now, where we're going to listen to Tori and Eliza from the Stage Door podcast talk to us about one of their hilarious experiences in theatre. You can follow the Stage Door podcast by searching ps.stagedoorpod on Instagram. That's ps.stagedoorpod, where you can follow all their journeys and all their latest episodes. So a little bit about the Stage Door podcast. So this actually began when COVID-19 hit Australian shores early 2020, and it wasn't long before, obviously, the arts world took some of the heaviest blows with theatres and venues quickly closing across the country. So Elizabeth Gunther and Victoria Bullard saw an opportunity to foster a sense of community in a time of great social isolation. So they were both recent graduates from the Australian Institute of Music Musical Theatre Program, and the pair created the, uh, the PS Stage Door podcast. So the Meet Me at the Stage Door was a fortnightly podcast recorded via video call during the early lockdown days, bringing together guests from all over Australia as well as overseas to stay connected and share stories with the greater theatre community. So you're going to now listen to Tori and Eliza tell us one of their hilarious stories um, and one of their most unique theatre experiences. So I hope you enjoy. Hi, my name is Tori. And my name's Eliza. And we are the hosts of Stage Door Podcast. We are obviously an Aussie theatre podcast um, connecting industry professionals uh, to you, our audience. Um, We also do a variety of different things, such as uh, deep dives, which are chosen by our audience members. And I guess what we were asked to talk about was our favourite theatrical moment the story sorry of our favorite theatrical moment and on our podcast we have something that we like to do at the end of episodes with guests called bedtime stories which is uh like stage mishaps you know most memorable things from a show so we decided that's what we're gonna talk to you about we're gonna talk to you about our personal most memorable bedtime stories or theatrical moments exactly i think that uh Tori and I have had our fair share of theatre <laughs> mistakes, uh, fails, costume malfunctions. I think like literally everything in between. Um, I think for me, my one, one of my theatrical <laughs> moments that really sticks out in my head, which if you've listened to our podcast, you probably already know. But uh, during a production of Heather's, I was playing <laughs> Veronica. I was very lucky to witness this <laughs> on closing night, wasn't it? 
Oh yeah, this was closing night of Heather's. I was, you know, you know, you want to go out with a bang and I decided to go out <laughs> with a bang. Oh, literally. So <laughs> I was doing the last song before, I don't know if anyone's familiar with the musical. I'm sure you are if you're a theater person, but she is going to kill JD and she puts a fist in the air and she's got her, what do you call it, croquet club and she's going to go wreak some havoc. Anyway, the Westerberg cheerleaders are having their little cheer routine happening and there's this part of the stage that's lifted and it's like a, a secondary stage. I jump onto the secondary stage with absolute vigor. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go kill this man. And as I go, the girl playing Heather McNamara puts her foot back and I tripped on her foot, went head over and did a full somersault and rolled. I don't know how this managed to happen, but I rolled so much that I ended up standing back up and then I just put the club back in the air because I landed the, in, the, in the exact same part of the stage that I started on and then I hobbled <laughs> off stage and I was in so much pain. I was in so much pain. I had bruises and then I had to run straight back out and finish the show. Um, needless to say, I couldn't walk after that, but I think it was a pretty memorable closing night and a memorable yeah. show in general. So it added something a, a little bit extra to your um, brokenness um, oh, before 100%. JD explodes. Obviously, a spoiler for the show. Um, from oh, the that's 80s. right! After the bomb, <laughs> after the yes. bomb, and then she's like limping in. But I yes. actually genuinely had. A limp because I'd injured And myself. I remember watching that and because I had already seen it, I think I saw opening night possibly and then I saw yeah, closing yeah. night. And I, so I knew that I was like, oh, she's just fallen. Uh, but maybe to a general audience, they would have been like, oh, commitment. <laughs> and I was just there like, oh, Eliza, no. Um, it was it, it was truly a memorable a memorable closing night uh, performance and really added some chutzpah to the to the performance. Um, I think one of my most memorable uh, theatrical mishaps uh, would be this is actually the story of how Eliza and I met, which is I was doing the pajama game um, at uni. And if you know the pajama game, there is a song called Hernando's Hideaway. In Hernando's Hideaway, I was in a very elaborate multi-piece costume. Uh, pretty much what it was is I had, I'm trying to think of the order that it went on. So I had this like red sparkly bra and then over the red sparkly bra was like this leotard that was like cut so that you could see the bra and it had like giant feathers, I would say that with like the length of my arms yes. on either shoulder. And then I had like a mermaid, very, very tight mermaid skirt over that and different shoes. And kind of how it went was did Hernando's hideaway and then I had a, like a very very fast change um and now my changing area I had all of my costumes laid on top of a grand piano and had like a crazy fast change had to change my bra I had to get out of all of this costume change my bra change my shoes get back into my dress so on and so forth and as I was in a rush like this massive rush I bent down to get my shoes and like I full force smashed my face into the corner of this grand piano, like full force, like 
I don't even understand how. Smashed my face trying to grab my shoes off of the floor. And for a moment was really dazed. Um, But we were being super strict with this run. This was our final dress run before we opened the show the next day. Um, We're being super strict. Everyone, you know, you just had to be on stage. So I just legged it. And went on for the second to last number in the show, which is like this kind of like march for better for seven uh, and a half yes. cents doesn't buy a <laughs> yes lot. for seven and a half cents <laughs> um and just legged it and you know it was like crying but you know like you know like when you're not crying because you're in pain you're crying because it's like a pain reaction oh yeah um so there was some tears there was some blood but you know you just absolutely kept going and then we finished the show we did our bows we sat down for notes and i remember just sitting there going oh god i can't see out of one of my eyes and I was like, I, and I kind of turned to our assistant choreographer and went, I was like, ah, oh, I'm really, I'm really sorry, Sarah. Um, can I, can I go get some ice or something? And she was like, oh, like, can, can it wait till after? And I was like, and I think then she realized I had this massive, it was massive huge. egg on my head. Um, and it was bleeding a little bit. And cause I did, I hit it hard enough to break the skin. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I can't. My head's very fuzzy. I can't see out of one of my eyes. She was like, shit. This is the story of how Eliza and I met because then for the rest of the season of the shows, Eliza had to take care of me in between because I had a royally, terribly, insanely bad concussion. Um, And we were on like, I think every day, some days, twice a day for about a week. And this was like our big show. This was our big like graduating show. So I couldn't miss it. Um... And this was how we met, because Eliza had to take care of me with my concussion. Yes. She brought me Gatorade for in between numbers. Yes. It was it was great. Um, moral of the story is be aware of your surroundings during quick changes, because, oh my god, I don't understand how I hit my head with so much force. Like, I, like, full force. It was crazy. I mean, talk about coming full circle as well. I, um, I'm currently doing Pajama Game now. I know. And playing Gladys and singing Hernando's Hideaway. So it's really, you know, that show brings people together, guys. If anyone out there has done Pajama Game, it will come full circle for you. (laughs) It does, but that's our little theatrical, our favourite theatrical memories and a little bit of an insight into what we do over on Stage Door Podcast, which is our little podcast. Uh, You can find us on Instagram at ps.stagedoorpod. You can also find us under Stage Door Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, pretty much anywhere where you listen to podcasts, you can find us. And we love doing what we're doing and uh, we love being here on Theatre Thoughts. So thank you so much for having us. Uh, we hope we hope you stay happy, healthy and safe and we hope to see you over at Stage Door Podcast sometime. Bye! Bye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That was Tori and Eliza sharing a hilarious moment in theatre. I'm sure we've all had, and if you've been involved in theatre in any capacity, we've all had um, our own hilarious moments that have happened there. So, moving on, we are going back overseas. We are going to listen to Alan Seals from the Theatre Podcast talk to us about why he feels that discussing theatre and focusing on theatre is really important to him. You can follow Alan on the Theatre Podcast by searching theatre underscore podcast on Instagram or by going to the theatrethoughtpodcast.com. So a little bit about the Theatre Podcast and Alan. So this is a podcast that brings you intimate personal conversations with the biggest talents from professional theatre, TV, film and beyond. So it features both stars and creatives, so such as producers, stage managers, directors, press and marketing agents or even the people who own the theatre or the productions themselves. Alan has a really eloquent way of speaking when it comes to his guests and focusing on theatre itself. So I hope you really enjoy listening to this short snippet where Alan's speaking directly to us on the Theatre Thoughts podcast about why he feels it's important to discuss and focus on theatre. Hey everyone, this is Alan Seals from the Theatre Podcast with Alan Seals. I host intimate personal conversations with the theatre's biggest names. And I interview everyone from Broadway to Sydney to West End and national tours. And we all talk about so many things, including the mental health of maintaining success, because being successful is stressful. And the the reasons behind why we love the art, why we love to perform, why we need this. And I, I think a lot of people got a really nice perspective on on why they do this and why they need to stay a performer, stay an actor or involved in musical theater, especially during the pandemic, because, I mean, you get perspective. You don't know you're hot unless you've been cold. You don't know you're in unless you've been out. So what's a world like without Broadway, without theater? We just found out everything got shut down. And looking back on everything, my my conversations on my podcast have been really interesting because beforehand it was just you uh people talking like Patty Murin talking about having panic attacks on stage in the middle of a performance like she is literally a disney queen living her dream and the stress of the of maintaining that is causing her panic attacks but now in the pandemic i continued recording and releasing coming out of the pandemic obviously still recording and releasing and the conversations have shifted from oh god uh, eight shows a week uh, to I can't wait to get back to what I love. And that to me is indicative overall of why I love theater, why I love theater, because it's the passion. It's the 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 attraction to being part of a group, being part of a troop, finding your tribe and belonging in in a group of people that all are doing the same thing, pointed in the same direction, and creating love, creating art. We as a human species are evolved from herd animals. Uh, you know, evolutionary evolutionarily, we are evolved to love stories that keeps us safe. And the the emotional response that we get from watching other people, watching stories, watching other people tell these stories, 
and to go through these things that we know in our rational mind are not real, but they're telling stories and we're, we're envisioning them. We're using our imagination. We're going to a place where we, we can practice empathy without actually going through traumatic experiences directly. It's really an interesting phenomenon because you can't lose, you can't go through trauma without going through trauma. You just can't, you know, you can train for it, but the emotional response of, of that is something that you can't do until you've been there. But theater, performing, storytelling, all of that helps you practice all of this and helps you go through it without actually going through it, which is, of course, a good thing because real trauma <laughs> is not necessarily something that everybody wants to go through. So for me, why do I love theater? What, do I have a favorite moment? No, I don't, because all of it, all of what theater is, all of what performing is encompasses what I love about it, what is my favorite, I put in air quotes, moment about about all of this, because it is an art, it is a love, it is a passion, and it is the the smallest universe you will find once you get into this. So at the end of my podcast, I always ask people three standard closing questions. One is what motivates you. Two is what advice would you give to your younger self? And three is a fun question. If you could only see one show for the rest of your life, what would you see? And second question is the is more, you know, the, the most serious one, I think. Um, what advice would you give to your younger self? And I've gotten lots and lots of different answers. But the one that sticks out to me, and I'll leave everybody with this, is be the person others want to work with the next time. Because if you are not somebody that people want to work with, you're not going to get called back. You're not going to get that next audition. Be nice. Be appreciative. Remember where you are. And don't forget to look backwards. Remember where you came from because you're always struggling. There is no top. As soon as you're on Broadway, there's still more. As soon as you're on the West End, there's still more. If you're, on, if you're in the Sydney Opera House, there's still more to do. There's always more. So don't take that for granted. Be in the moment, be appreciative, be nice to everybody you're working with, and and live in the present. Enjoy the journey because everyone's here to tell a story. You can find more of me at thetheaterpodcast.com. I have a handy short link, actually, with all the ways to subscribe at bpn.fm slash ttp. That's bpn.fm slash ttp. You can find all the ways, including the website, to listen, leave a rating, leave a review. Find me on Instagram and Twitter at theater underscore podcast. Thank you, everybody. Let me know you're listening. Shoot me a DM. Shoot me an email. Enjoy. Massive thank you to Alan Sees for sending that over. As I said, Alan is very eloquent when it comes to talking about theatre. It's very passionate. It's very much a man who knows what he's talking about and feels the passion um, of theatre. And that's what I think I find so captivating about his podcast. So next up, well, finally, I should say, actually, we're coming back to Australia to settle down with one of my friends, Rachel Baker. Uh, We did the same university course together. I got to see her grow as a performer and then see her grow even further um, virtually on the podcast, her own podcast, the Don't Be so dramatic podcast has been a pleasure. So you can follow um, Rachel's journey at Instagram by searching DBSD podcast. 
That's DBSD Podcast. Don't be so dramatic, Podcast. Or you can listen to her wherever you find your podcasts. So you're going to hear Rachel talk about one of her earliest experiences um, as a child of theatre. And uh, this one is, if you've ever seen Disney on Ice, you might resonate with some of the ideas. So please enjoy. Hello, my name's Rachel and I host the podcast called Don't Be So Dramatic in which I interview people in the entertainment industry about what their job is and how they got to where they are today. Um, So my most memorable theatrical moment, I was trying to think what I could talk about with this and I guess... (laughs) When I think about the theatre, this story in my life really always comes to mind and it's a very bizarre story. Um, So when I was very young, like one or something like that, I think something happened to my ears in which I became very sensitive to loud noises. Um, So essentially like anything to do with fireworks or balloons popping or something like that, it would just, um, I'd get really terrified and it would, um, I'd have so much anxiety around it and the loudness would kind of like hurt my ears. So I can't, I must've been like four or something, three or four. My mum decided um, to take me to Disney on ice And it was Toy Story at the time. So Toy Story on Ice. Now, um, was having a great time up until the point in which Sid, the kid, uh, is he the kid next door? I can't remember. Um, He, you know how in the story he blows up the army men. So when they did that on ice on stage, they had all of these firecrackers that were going off. And we were like very much down the front. I think we might have been front row. And me having this sensitivity to loud noises and being terrified of them at the time, as soon as one went off, my mum tells me that I bolted up the aisle and she did the parental thing of like, Rachel, if you if you go, you can't come back in. Like, And I was like, cool, no worries, I'm gone. And so I literally ran out of the theater and she chased after me and soon was like, okay, so clearly she doesn't like loud noises. I can't remember if I got to see the rest of the performance, but I just so vividly um, remember those firecrackers going off and mum telling me that, yeah, I bolted out of the theater, which is just... Um, so funny. I do feel bad about it because of the amount of money that my mum would have spent on those tickets to take me to Disney on ice. And she was thinking, oh, this is going to be awesome. And the same thing <laughs> happened. I think I was about 12. The same thing happened. My mum and her friend booked these amazing tickets for us to go and see The Wizard of Oz, which was at the Capitol Theatre at the time. I think it was the Capitol or it might have been the Lyric. Anyway, one of those theatres and it was when Nikki Webster was playing Dorothy. So this is how long ago this was. And so everything was fine until when the witch first appears when they're um, with the Tin Man, I think, and she appears on the roof. Um, And the way that they did this was a very loud crack or a bang and they had um, pyrotechnics and smoke coming out and she would appear on the roof. 
And as soon as I saw that and heard it, again, the loud noise, it was such a loud bang. I was like, and I was 12 at this point, 12 or 13, I think. And I was like, mum, I need to leave. And I like ran out of the theater and she ran after me. And then I was so terrified to watch the rest of the play. And I feel so bad because I'm pretty sure we were like in the second row or something like that. Like my mum, again, had spent money on these tickets. And I feel terrible because... I was so terrified I couldn't watch the rest of the show. I remember the attendants were like, you can watch it from, you know, the um, seats that are up the top, like the nosebleed seats, essentially. So we watched, I think, the rest of the musical from afar. Um, And we could have been sitting in the second row, but because I have this fear of like when loud noises are on stage, I just freak out. I have such anxiety about it. So now whenever I go and see a play, if someone pulls out a gun or if I know there's going to be a really loud explosion, I am like sweating bullets. Like it makes me so unnerved and not because it's a gun, it's the loud noise. Like I try and like lean my head across to the side and like block one of my ears so it's not so loud. I hate it. It's just loud noises just really scare me. And so can we please stop putting loud noises in plays so I can enjoy them? I I know that's such a weird, memorable thing about the theater, but that's the, the memories that come to mind when I think about my experiences of going to watch theater is having to run out of these performances because I was so scared. So um, I hope that gave you a laugh because I still feel pretty guilty. Um, if you want to listen to my podcast, don't be so dramatic. It is on all of the places where you get your podcasts. It's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And thanks for listening. <laughs> And that was Rachel from the Don't Be So Dramatic podcast. So that brings the four podcasts that I searched and reached out to to a conclusion. But before you go, obviously, I would like to share with you my answer to my own question. Um, What is my favorite theater memory? What is my most unique theater memory? So I'm going to make sure it's not too long uh, because obviously this is uh, going on for a while. It's one of my longest episodes, but I'll be quick. So my memory focuses on community theatre, I think, because that's where I think, well, I guess every performer gets their passion from community theatre. I mean, they have to, um, unless you're watching it on stage uh, and you just jump straight into professional, but that doesn't really happen. So community theatre is where my passion started. So I um, I was very nervous as a, a teenager. I started um, wanting to be an actor first. I went into film and I did a couple of TV commercials, um, a couple of film auditions. I remember I auditioned for the uh, the film that Daniel Radcliffe did when he first came out here. It was uh, December Boys. And then I ended up meeting Daniel Radcliffe in 20, um, 2018, I think it was, when he did Rosencrantz and Gilmore. Stern at the um, at the uh, at the old Fitz in London, and I told him the story about how I auditioned. I didn't get it, and he was very polite. And he said he would have loved to have uh, <laughs> to have been on a film with me, but that's not the point I'm making. So community theatre was where I started, um, and one of my first named roles, um, apart from the Jurassic musical that my friend 
Susie Russell um, was producing, my friend Lee Scott, famous actor, was directing. They looked at me one night at a party and they went, that guy can play Robert Muldoon. And if anyone's ever seen Jurassic Park, you'll know who Robert Muldoon is. This guy with very short shorts who loves raptors. But my first role was actually as Sir Robin in Spamalot with with the Arcadians Theatre in Wollongong. And it was amazing because I got to know some of my lifelong friends um, throughout that show and being on that stage as a young performer in a musical for the first time, having a full-on singing role and dancing role was a unique experience to me. It was a challenge, but I persevered and I pushed myself and it was one of the best experiences ever. And then I went and performed Spamalot again when I moved overseas. So I moved overseas to Essex and I um, got in with the Springer's Amateur Operatic Dramatic Society. If any of them are listening, I love you guys so much. Um, and I miss you all very dearly. So I did Springers on a, a much larger stage um, in Chelmsford, which is in Essex in the UK. I didn't play Sir Robin again. I played um, the Tim uh, and the French Taunter, uh, which were <laughs> so, so, um, such a joy for comedic purposes. And just performing the same musical again, but with a different company, just showed me how universal community theatre is and how it, universal it can be. And basically how it builds you as a person and it builds you as a performer. So I don't think anyone can really ever truly say they love um, or want to be a performer if you haven't gone through the community theatre first. I think being part of the community theatre... Um, teaches you a lot of disciplines. It teaches you how to work with a whole variety of people. Um, It teaches you where you can go wrong and where you can go right. You have a lot of (laughs) hilarious moments on stage. Um, When we did our first performance of Spamalot, one of the the boxes that the Knight of Knee was on actually um, broke. So his box was um, tilting... uh, it lost a wheel and if for some reason he was about to fall off and he just yelled out, Oh, squirrel. And we're like, Oh, okay. And he quickly fell off and the guy behind him who was kind of like supporting the box got caught and dragged down with his ropes. And you just saw these little legs kicking behind this big knight as he was rushed onto the stage to go into the wing and hurry up off the stage. It was one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen on stage. And how we did not crack is beyond me. I'm pretty sure I did crack, to be honest, but it was hilarious. So yeah, that's um, when I think about my musical theatre or my theatre moments, it's always got to do with community theatre. There are obviously large scale um, theatre moments that I will always like have with me as an audience member, but as a performer, these are the moments that stuck with me. So that brings us to the end of a very unique episode here on the Theatre Thoughts podcast. I hope you enjoyed uh, something new to listen to. It's a bit off the cuff, um, not so much scripted today. And I, I hope you found something enjoyable. Um, please go and check out these other podcasts as well. But please do come back to us here at the Theatre Thoughts podcast. I hope you're enjoying listening to all of our content and we have a lot more in store. I promise you, we have a lot more coming to you and I'm very, very excited to see where this podcast will go. So thank you again and let's wrap up the show. (laughs) 
That's it for another episode of the Theatre Thoughts Podcast. Don't forget to sign up to our Theatre Thoughts Monthly that's packed with news, exclusives and giveaways only for our subscribers. Also, we're now on YouTube, so you'll be able to listen to all of our podcasts online on YouTube as well as get exclusive footage only for Theatre Thoughts subscribers. So follow the links in this podcast to subscribe now. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.